are back with the Afterwatch. We're watching ReZero. I'm Tim. I'm Brian. That's right. And we're going through episode two of season one, Reunion with the Witch. Who's the witch, by the way? Like, at first you think that it's, uh, it might be the girl. <laughs> but yeah. then but there's that awkward moment. But then she says she's not. So is it the, is it the killer, the Elsa? Yeah, um, that's a that's a good question, and I I'm also like, oh, it still wondering. could be the still could be the white haired girl because maybe she's trying not to be the witch anymore. Maybe it was her past. I don't I don't I'm not sure. Or maybe she's like hiding. Or at at one point she says she looks like that person. So oh, maybe related. Yeah, related or like at some point, or did he cross paths with the other person earlier? So now he's seeing this person and she's like, I'm not that person. Ooh, but, I didn't even think of that, that it could be some sort of almost twins and could be yeah. jumping into some bumping into someone that's very similar. That would be pretty wild. Yeah. All right. So before we get into it, though, I do have to remind you guys, subscribe to the show if you haven't already. Let other people know we're talking about ReZero here and Subaru and and all these people. And we'll get more into who they are and what's going on. But I, it's a, still the second episode. Anyway, also, if uh, if you have any questions, comments, things you'd like us to talk about here on the show in regards to this, fictionalquestions at gmail.com is where you reach us. And also, if you have any uh, kind words... We'd love to hear those from you. We'd love to see a review there on Apple Podcasts or Audible if you would like to do so. And I, I particularly like the comments so it can give us ideas or things to talk about to say, are we hitting the things that people like to hear about? So we can be like, oh, we didn't think of that. Or here's or just, yeah, yeah. Things that we might not have thought of as we're going through because like there's so many curveballs especially in these first couple episodes here that we might not be fully grasping what's going on. I think we're going to talk our way through as much as we can, but yeah, if you, if there's anything we missed, let us know. Anyway, let's get into it. So it starts off where uh, the last episode ended, right? It's that awkward moment of Subaru uh, talking to the girl, Satella is what he calls her. And she gets really angry about this and everyone else around them is super angry too. Like it's really awkward and they, He's just like, uh, uh, I thought that's what you told me to call you. And she's she basically says, I don't know who told you that that person has a terrible sense of humor. Yeah, that's that's a horrible start for him. So he's already, it is. He's it already really died. Is. And now he's lost the relationship that he was starting to build or the <laughs> yeah. little advantage he would have for restarting. Right. It's always like when he restarts, what advantage does he have? What knowledge is he going to take with him and use that to, to help him out? Uh, and this right. did not work. <laughs> she might hate him now. She might hate him. Yeah. What does she call it? The very definition of taboo? Because I guess she says that's the Witch of Envy's name, Satella. So it makes you think that why did she use it in the first place? Although on that last episode, when she did say it, we did see Puck kind of throw a fit a little bit of like, why are you saying it? Why are you using that name? <laughs> yeah. In in the uh, the translation I saw was something about um, you have really bad taste or, or something like that. And it was like, why... Yeah, what was like it's a goal? weird joke. Maybe maybe it was a weird joke. Maybe it was a joke that didn't hit for her because I can't really well, understand her motivation. Like what she gained out of doing that. Well, I feel like I think at the time and I probably still feel this way. It's like when girls meet a guy that they don't really, you know, out there in public, maybe not at work or something, but maybe if you're out somewhere 
and some guy approaches you. <laughs> Are you saying it's I've, like a fake number? Is that yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. so good. Especially since he's such a foreigner and it's so weird. Uh-huh. And he's she got seems that tracksuit. Yeah, he's got nothing. She lives in a castle, apparently, right? Because it looks like right. a really nice area and she's a magic user, which is very special. And now right. this weirdo is like, mm-hmm. hey, uh, I want I want to get closer to you. That's yeah. you're right. That's that's really good. I like to no, think I know I, I know someone who's like this who when she goes out if there's a certain like sketchy kind of thing, she'll give them a different name. That's a true story. I know a person like that. So yeah, given this does world, not, huh? G- given this world, that makes a lot of sense. It's a pretty dangerous place out there as he's already been killed and mugged in daylight. <laughs> right. So, so uh, knowing what you said, how he's, he literally is grasping for anything he has in this world, which is barely anything. Uh, this is a big setback knowing this and, and not just that she's someone he can uh, look for, for information, but I think he kind of likes her, right? You get that feeling that he kind of actually, this is the girl, right? If this is the story and he's supposed to save someone, she's the girl he's supposed to save. Yeah. That's a, that's a good point. Cause he's definitely honing in on this is going to be a thing that I want this to be my thing. And he may be forcing it a bit much. Uh, given well, yeah, happening. He's, he's like he sees her, he picks her. He's like, this has got to be the one he did the same thing to felt when she jumped mm-hmm. around like maybe this is the one. And then hilariously, she just keeps running. Yeah, um, that was a great moment. So is he after any waifu or a specific waifu sort of thing? Yeah. And and knowing well, I guess maybe it's it might be too early to say this, but uh, the author of this of the of the story has said that the story is all about the girl. So when we get to finding out more about her, we'll understand that. But uh, it being that it revolves around her, Subaru kind of that's his idea, like save the princess. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a good way to put it, since that's the very classic. uh, Yeah. And it's a fantasy world, whatever. So, yeah, that's that's kind of the end result. Like when you go to one of these worlds, you have to (laughs) I don't know uh stop the demon lord or whatever you know that kind of thing it's one of the you know one of those kind of stories it's always something like that that's Very, true i don't want to say cliche but there's certain storylines that always get uh get thrown at you yeah definitely it's a stereotype and i i think it's good to point out because subaru definitely knows that coming yeah. in his character is definitely aware of that so that's why he's yeah. playing into he's those things constantly going you know he's constantly trying to lean on what he knows about these type of stories i don't know to carve out what he's supposed to do next i think that there's a lot of points in this where he's kind of lost and so he keeps going back to what do i know what do i know anyway we'll keep going with this it's at this point when they're having this awkward moment that felt jumps in you know and steals the insignia like we've seen her do before but this time the girl thinks that subaru was in a distraction like they're working he was working with felt to distract her while she comes in and grabs the insignia and runs off. So yeah. now it's a big deal. Now she's even more mad and she takes off and the whole crowd, everyone's looking at him like he's the worst. <laughs> it's a double bummer for him. Now It he's... is a double bummer because where do you go from there? It's almost in my head. I'm like, oh man, I hope he restarts soon. <laughs> oh, that's aw- Yeah, he's, <laughs> he dies from how awful it is. He just drops dead and starts over. <laughs> but... I mean, it's pretty soon, though, too, because he follows her into that alley that we always see, and he runs into those people we always see, the three people, and he he really doesn't have time for them. He just he wants to head after the girl, and so he kind of pushes them aside, 
But one of them stabs him in the back, literally <laughs> the stab in the back. And the other people can't even believe. They're like arguing as he's laying there like dying. I can't believe it, you know. And then as he's going, as he's kind of dying, he sees the, you know, his bag of chips, you know, the bag that he's been carrying from mm -hmm. the convenience store in the beginning. Singles out the, the bag of chips and he's like, hold on, didn't the old man Rom, didn't he eat those? So he's having this moment as he's dying that that's what he's focused on. It's this weird kind of funny moment of like, those should not be there. Yeah, it's, um, I mean, to us as a viewer, it's really obvious that he's restarting. I would hope mm -hmm. that after that, this is a second death that he would already have figured it out. So I, I hope he does, they don't drag. I think he'll figure it out. I don't want them to drag out this particular aspect of it of like, okay, okay. He, he should figure out at least that he restarted. Well, it, it, no, I think at this point is when, when he comes back to the Appa shop again and he asked the guy, how many times have you seen me? <laughs> right? mm -hmm. That kind of thing. He starts to figure it out. He ac We actually see him sit down and he's thinking about like he's checking himself, checks for the wound. He's, he's glad that there's no wound in the back because that's a warrior shame. I love that. <laughs> but he realizes that, yeah, it must be some kind of time leap. This must be his special power in this world, which he he labels as like <laughs> it must know he's a loser because he gets that power. He has to die for it to kick in. That's pretty bad. Yeah, it's it could definitely be better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He call this one. He calls it "Return by Death." That's actually when he gives it the name. But he realizes, I think, at this point that okay, he has to be going back in time and restarting over, over again. And so it's like that Groundhog Day, I guess, if you were to use that, or one of those other movies, whatever it is, where there must be something that unlocks. He has to reach an end and a, a good ending, I guess, is what he needs, right? To keep going in this yeah, or that's a, good, a, a solution or that there's something that triggers it for sure. I wonder if what it, ha I wonder if it has to be something specific or it just happens at certain points. Like every time he sleeps, is it like Stardew Valley? So every time he sleeps, it just happens or does he have to hit a certain thing? Does he have to do something? I that, really that's a think good point he has to hit that canon ending, right? He has to get, hit the good ending uh, of where where things have to be. Like in this case, because he starts thinking about, oh, I can just, this now this time, he hasn't run into anyone yet. He, he can just go on his merry way and make a lot of money in this fantasy world and figure out whatever his life will be. But then he starts realizing that it doesn't matter that he hasn't run into the girl or felt or anyone else. They're still going to die. <laughs> Yeah, because he sees he what he sees that tomato get run over by the cart. He realizes that some things won't change, even if he doesn't get involved. Felt still steals the insignia from the girl. They still go to the loot house. So those people are still going to die by the hand of that Elsa girl. Yeah, this is a big topic I wanted to touch on later in the episode as well. So I'm sure we'll, we'll come back to it. Uh, the idea yeah. of fate and how much influence does he have on the world? I still think that if he literally walked away and didn't interact I, I think maybe he would still keep going in the world and reset and just not be involved but I, i'm not sure i mean he does obviously have a power that's different because mm -hmm. he can return so maybe it is tied to uh satella or the witch or whoever she is at the moment um mm -hmm. so that that could be true i'm still banking on like if he did decide to just run off it would be boring story but i think that would still reset to a different point i don't know but uh, the fate I... thing is important i think the fate is huge I think and I think that's where, you know, we're going to see it multiple times. I think that's a lot of what this anime storyline, whatever you want to call it, is about is this return by death and and him trying to get it right over and over. And there's a certain 
fun aspect to that, but it's also very tough. Like there's many times during this episode, and I think the next where he's just thinking about how it feels to die every time and not wanting it to happen again. But anyway, yeah. So I'll, I'll touch on that again. We'll, we'll talk about that again. Yeah. 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 So at this point he really does, he's still in that mode where he can't let these things lie. You know, he can't ignore the fact that this girl is going to get murdered if she goes chasing after that insignia. So it doesn't matter to him. He needs to save her. He still feels like that's somehow part of his quest line. That he has to go and find her and and at least interact in a way that uh, stops her from being killed at that moment that we've seen before. We saw in that last episode because he really thinks that, yeah, fate is going to keep directing that. He what he goes back to the Appa shop. He asks about if has there been any pickpocketing incidents today. You know, the guy is like, yeah, I've seen some before, but there was a big one today where there's some magic being thrown around. He sees like all this damage to some of the walls where I guess the icicle things, mm-hmm. you know, we've seen the girl have her little icicle missiles. Right. So he knows that that's happened. He knows that the pickpocketing felt got the insignia. When he talks about how he, thanks for helping a guy, even though he didn't buy any of your food here, the 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 owner there is talking about how. It's okay because some girl who didn't have any money helped my little girl today. So I feel like I, I should pay it forward a little bit. And yeah. so I, I really like that part because it's it's uh, drawing on that idea of fate again, where it's like if he was not yeah. involved, she might die. Like that that's the, the big push here is if he doesn't get involved, she's going to go to loot house. She might die. But then again, she, he didn't go with her to save the girl, but that girl still lived. So it's something. So it's kind of, I think, pushing towards the idea of, some things he can affect, some things he might not be able to affect as much as he wants. So well, I think like- it's also showing that it doesn't matter uh, what he does. The girl's going to do the same things. She's going to go after the pickpocketer. She's going to still get sidelined by helping that girl find her parents. He can't leave it alone because he knows that she's going to follow the same trajectory that he's seen before. So that even furthers in his head that he has to step in and help. I that, think that that's, that's a good what that's to, doing. I think that's a good way to put it. Um, and that makes a lot of sense, whether or not he she's going to be helpful. And yeah, yeah, that's a, that's that's. A so that's what point. he has to do. He has to go. He has to go to the loot house. He has to buy that insignia before Elsa shows up. And then he wants to find out what the girl's real name is so he doesn't keep making that <laughs> mistake again. Right. <laughs> so as he's going through the alley one more time we see the guys one more time but this time instead of trying to fight them or push his way through what does he do he calls for the guards instead he just starts yelling that i was really funny and i think the most appropriate thing he did instead of trying to like super punch and kick them (laughs) well i do like the super punches and stuff because it just shows how like so much how ready to go he is like he's always ready for the fight we even see you know as he goes through his game with whatever it is he's ready to take on whatever challenge and i i really like that about him but uh yeah, in this case plus one for me too that he, his motivation to like yeah because how many times have we seen like wimpy characters who kind of like <laughs> don't want to engage you know and have to be forced into the fight or whatever it is yeah that's, that's, I've seen that a lot. Yeah, so I do really, I agree. I really like that, especially pushing the, the main story of like, she's going to die if I don't do something. And he's the kind of person so far to be like, I'm going to do something about it. Well, I like it because it pushes the story forward quicker. 
-hmm. We get there quicker because he's ready to go the next step. He doesn't have to be talked into it at every point. Yeah. But um, anyway, so he calls for help. At first, we think nothing's going to happen because the people actually are scared a little bit. But then they kind of start laughing because what's going to happen? They don't think anything's going to happen. But someone does show up and it's it's not the girl this time. It's Reinhard, the master swordsman, I guess is what they call him. And this guy looks pretty cool. Yeah, he definitely, I was just going to say, he looks pretty cool. Reminds me of that Final Fantasy Tactics feeling of the Holy Knights and the Dark Knights, the, Gaf- yeah. the Gafgarians and the other types of characters where they're just, they've got the the knightly look, very cl- good, like, knightly look, good guy, uh-huh. super sword sort of look. Although he says that he's off duty, so he's not wearing the normal knight, I guess, costume, or, you know, whatever outfit. Probably dragon armor. <laughs> something, yeah, some kind of armor. I imagine there's something like that. The, yeah. end, the end game gear. Right, right, right. But uh, he's super nice. He, of course, immediately the guys, the ruffians, I guess, take off because they don't want to deal with this guy, obviously. <laughs> and uh, he's really nice about this Reinhard guy. He even says how it was not fair three against one. Like he's... Yeah, what does he say? This guy's nice guy index is off the charts. <laughs> yeah, very, very <laughs> humble about it. Very yeah. Chad, I guess Chad is that the term? He, he's the, he's a big old Chad. Super nice. Well, I don't super know because sometimes when I think of a Chad, I kind of think of someone you don't like. But in this case, you really immediately like this guy too. Like that's mm-hmm. one thing about this show so far, at least. All these people they present themselves in such a way and you're ready to not like someone or you're ready to find that, oh, this person's going to be an antagonist. And no one's really that way. Everyone's kind of game to help him. Yeah. Like this guy just shows up and he's not only saves the day, but he's really nice and really aloof about it. Like, oh, no, I just happen to be in the area. No, I'm glad, you know? <laughs> yeah, it's very subtle. That, so they they put on that strong good character face uh it's very mm-hmm. subtle when they're not like the person that stabbed him was yeah, well, very nice at first this, yeah i guess uh, except for that person of S- course satella yeah. was very nice but ended up being a wrong name so it's always it, i don't know so far it's little things maybe that's why he particularly comments that he's overly nice so, or maybe that's just the twist like everything's kind of a twist and where you think it's going but suddenly he he realizes he's like, oh, just call me Reinhard. Oh, like suddenly they're buddies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably the number one swordsman or something like the most right, amazing exactly. person ever. Yeah, yeah. But it's but it's great. And uh, he does ask if you see, uh, you, do you know this white haired girl uh, looks kind of princess like whatever in a gown? The Reinhard doesn't uh, it doesn't ring a bell for him. But if you do see her, he says, Tell her not to go to the lewd house. <laughs> I mean, does that help? Telling someone that they don't know. <laughs> yeah. And it could be a name that he made up. Like, I thought he was calling it a lewd house. I don't know if. Yeah, I don't know where he I got think that they, name. Someone called it the. Oh, I think the last time when he went down there, they called it. Oh, you probably mean down there at Omen Ram's lewd house. Or let's go meet at the lewd house. Got it. That I think sense. that happened at one point. So that's why he's just calling it that. I see. For a second, I thought loot and I thought, oh, maybe he thinks it's like a video game thing and there's there's loot in there for him to take. Oh, like, right. Like in Zelda, he's going to smash some pots or something. No, I think it's just where the girl takes her loot to be divvied up or among buyers. You know, that's where the buyers come in. And of course, the old man's there to help, you know, if anything goes wrong. That makes a lot more sense than what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, in terms of what you were asking of, uh, does it help to tell Reinhardt that? I, I don't know. I guess he's just 
he has very little time because it's so far it looks like it's pretty structured he wants to get there early he wants to go and follow so he's just kind of throwing out feelers and getting any help he can that's true but anyway but if he does run into that girl yeah tell her don't go near the loot house Mm -hmm. under any circumstance so Subaru is off to the loot house. He's making his way. He's kind of deep in thought, trying to figure out what his next move is. He actually bumps into someone, looks up, and it's that Elsa lady. And it's, of course, before the meeting. So she has no idea who he is. He knows, of course, and he's freaked out. And she actually can tell that he's freaked out. She can smell the fear. Yeah, whether or not she can smell the fear, uh, he's probably trembling because she killed him twice already, right? But... In my head, like, he can almost play it off like he was just freaked out by, like, bumping into her and then kind of weirded out by that whole situation. I think that's how he could have played it. I guess he didn't really. She's a little, I don't know, confused why he's angry and scared. Yeah, and uh, maybe he's trying to play it off, but can't. Uh, Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Because I guess being killed by someone twice... I guess that's probably hard to play off. That, that would that would change a person. Yeah, that's yeah, that's yeah. definitely a goal. Like, how much is he going to change, and how much is the world going to change by going through these experiences? He has more yeah. experience than uh, you know other people don't get to die, die twice. Yeah, yeah. But she um, she basically goes on along her own business and leaves him alone, and he makes it to Felt's place, and it's kind of I don't know what a shambles. <laughs> it. <laughs> He even like talks about how it kind of looks like it's been, you know, ransacked already and it smells like garbage. He's like, how can a person live like this? But then Felt shows up and is actually mad that he's like poking around in her stuff. So she attacks him right off the bat, doesn't even ask any questions, brings the house down on him, actually. Yeah, that's uh, definitely a you're inside someone's house in a bad neighborhood at almost right. night. Uh, so it's, it makes sense of why he felt would do that. And, and it is frustrating because it's like, oh, if, if only felt would listen, he could explain. But it's like, ah, it's a pretty good reason to attack you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then he does call her by her name and it kind of stops her. So it's like, how do how does he know her name? And uh, that's when he brings up the whole thing like, well, you could have could have just talked about this. You didn't have to attack me right off the bat but I'm here to buy that insignia. Yeah, that would, the name thing would definitely scare me too. It's like, it's not just something weird happening, but they know something they shouldn't. And uh, that fight scene, I know it's it's hard to describe the fight scene, but it was very like Jackie Chan to me. So I kind of liked like the things being thrown around the table and stuff. Right, exactly. There's a lot, yeah, there's some good fight scenes going on, especially when we get more of what's going on at the loot house later on. But he decides that he's going to bring up what they had talked about before, the media, right? His Mm -hmm. cell phone. He takes the picture right there, shows her, and is trying to convince her, hey, let's let's just do the deal right here. Uh, This can get you, you know, 20, at least 20 holy coins, like, you know, like they discussed the last time around, right? But no, she wants to take it to the loot house for the old man's approval. And it's almost like, oh, man, I we have to go there. Like, he was trying to stay away from there. It's almost like fate. It's constantly just dragging him to that location. Like, he can't get away from it. Yeah, it definitely seems like he's going to end up there, or at least Satella, which I've called her that for now, is yeah. going to end up there. I don't know. I still, I still wonder, again, it would be a really boring story, but if he didn't try to go this way what if he tried to do it in a roundabout way like drag reinhardt there or something Um, Mm. 
But Felt is definitely seems like he's going to end up there. Felt does a lot of deals there. It makes a lot of sense for Felt's character. He would have to do something like extraordinary to change that. So maybe that's the part of the fate thing. Like he really is by mm-hmm. trying to get involved, doing something extraordinary. And maybe that'll have an effect. Maybe that'll change their deaths and have them not die. Um, but like small things, maybe he won't it won't do enough. Yeah. Well, yeah, we'll see how it goes. At this point, though, he's talking. He starts talking to Felt as they're walking. He brings up the whole live strong is what their slogan is. He hears a lot of people in the slums there talk. They they say that a lot. Mm-hmm. And she brings it up that they don't actually live strong, that she does. And she has no intention of staying here. She's going to, uh, you know, make some money and get out of there and become something. Right. Mm-hmm. He finally understands that. The reason she's there and able to survive at this point is because of the old man. It's almost like he's some kind of family. He like kind of takes care of her or she takes care of him. Like maybe it's some kind of reciprocal friendship where, I mean, he's a big guy, so that probably helps because she's pretty small. Yeah. How much of a reciprocal thing is is something I didn't think about? I thought, oh, yeah, they probably help each other out. But it does seem like he helps her more. He helps protect her, lets her do the deals there, even though it's very dangerous. Like he has Mm -hmm. the bar. So maybe, you know, he's okay just doing the bartender thing. So he Mm -hmm. would be okay not helping her, but seems to the giant with the heart of gold sort of thing. Yeah, it's kind of like grandfatherly Mm -hmm. is what is what it comes out to be anyway. Yeah. So they go there. They show it to him. And, and it's really funny, too, because they keep saying, why are you in such a hurry? Because he's obviously trying to make this deal happen very quick. It might come off a little shady. So I think Felt's right to be like, oh, this guy's being very pushy with the media thing. I'm going to go ask, you know, the fatherly figure, the grandfatherly figure. Yeah. But the more that he pushes, yeah, the more they start questioning. And of course, as soon as that's happening, there's a knock at the door. And he knows it's, oh no, it's that Elsa showing up and uh, don't answer the door. They're just, you know, they're going to kill you. <laughs> but then Felt opens the door and who is it? It's the girl. that. So she shows up anyway. We see that she does. Yep. I definitely nope. thought it was going to be Reinhardt though. I, for some reason, just watching the episode, I thought like, oh, maybe he wandered over. I, I didn't think that she'd get there first. Although No, but I love sense. this because I didn't expect it to be her. Oh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I expected it to be Elsa again and like maybe kill felt right there or who knows what, but it's really funny too, because she's so innocent walks in and is like, I'm not here to kill you. Why would you think something like that? Why would you think something so insidious? I love that word. Yeah, <laughs> but definitely. That's how it ends. That definitely doesn't like her uh, character being questioned. No, it, but it's another moment of him saying something and her taking him to task with something that he said. Yep. It's like he can't win with this girl. Yeah. So now if he completes this cycle, right? Like if he saves her now, it's kind of puts him in a bad spot already messing her. Oh, I guess saving it is a pretty big plus, but like already kind of said the wrong thing a few times. Yeah. Especially because at this point, he's never met her in this in this go around. This is the first time he's actually seen her, right? Oh, that's right. No, no, yeah, no. Yeah, because he remember? Yell, he yelled at her, her name, I thought. Or no. No. Not at all. This time around, he came back, he sat down, took uh, inventory of what he had, and then that's when Reinhardt stepped in, and then he went to the loot house with Felt, and that's where we we are now. Right, right. He hasn't uh, uh, come across her this time yet. Got it, got it. So it is kind of weird that he would say something out of nowhere, 
but you know obviously that's not her and she plays it so innocent too that you feel kind of bad anyway that's how it ends with another kind of i don't know cliffhanger i guess yeah still has that fear of something's gonna happen Mm-hmm. because yeah um, because we know that that elsa girl is out there we've seen her already that she's in the town that's right she was super close <laughs> mm-hmm. so we know it's about to happen but it's not dark yet so you know all bets are off things are happening out of order at least in a different order than we've seen before because he's there earlier oh i i liked overall this episode you could be like oh not as maybe not as much it felt like it happened but i thought they set a lot of good groundwork in terms of trying to show what can he affect what can he not affect all right can he change stuff well he can definitely get there earlier he can get there sooner he can he knows where it is he can use that info Mm -hmm. Um, and he's trying to make a plan go fast enough you know skip getting beat up in the alleyway there and so Mm -hmm. he's making changes uh, yeah, I think this is what the fourth time. This is the fourth time. Yeah, because it was twice the first episode, and then one time he got stabbed in the back. This episode, so this is the fourth go around. We'll see how he lasts. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, he's he's gotten stabbed so many times. Yeah, but that's probably next episode that we need to see what happens. Until then, though, our watch has ended. I've been Tim. I'm Brian. All right, take care, guys. at all.